Welcome back to Becky Well Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Time to talk a little Monday night football between the Broncos and the Bills. Buffalo's a seven-point favorite at home. The total is 47 and a half. Joe, are we just going to do another primetime under and call it a night, or are we going to dig a little bit more deeply here when it comes to uh, how to play a really interesting spread? I'm not betting the primetime under. I'm not. Uh, I don't know if you guys are. This might – I don't think I'm going to have a play on the total. Uh, I have a, a two-leg teaser. I did the primetime teaser. It seemed pretty obvious last night. You take uh, Vegas and you get it above a touchdown, and then then the other one is uh, the Bills minus one. So I'll be rooting for the Bills to just win this game. But I was thinking about that. If I were to step in and do something with this total, I would only consider going over. Only consider going over. I mean, the Broncos' defense has is improved. Okay, they're not going to be one of the worst of all time. Guess what? They're still dead last in DVOA, EPA per play, success rate, EPA per drop back, EPA, you know, 30th in EPA per rush. Like, they're, they're still a bad defense. And let, let's say they're closer to below average. Guess what? Closer to below average is going to get exposed by Josh Allen and mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs and Dalton Kincaid. Like, good luck with all that. Now, we talked to Aaron Schatz last week about DVOA, and he stressed how bad this Bills defense has been over the last months, uh, last month or so, with the injuries piling up. Micah Hyde, their safety, is now out. Well, he joins Matt Milano, Daquan Jones, Trey White, Elam uh, on that defense. Like They're missing key components. It's no surprise that over the last month they've been a bottom three to a bottom five defense. So I would uh, there is no chance in hell that I would go under in this game. I know it's a little bit of a higher number. We're sitting at 47 and a half right now. At the, right now, and it was, uh, it was below that 47 last week. It was 46 and a half, but now 47 and a half. I get that move to the over. I understand it. If I'm betting a total, I would only go under, go over rather, and I'm not going. I'm not going to bet it. I'll be cheering for my teaser as far as side total. A lot of people I trust on Denver taking that seven. There's a reason, Aaron. It went from seven and a half down to a flat seven. Yeah, and JLC likes it too. I don't know why. I'm just not interested in getting involved in the side here. I'm looking forward right. to seeing the game, but both these teams are capable of doing, uh, I guess, over-exceeding expectations or just being <laughs> flat-out bad. So I think this is a pass for me all on the side and the total. Definitely like some props here. You mentioned Stefan Diggs, and I know this is uh, a digression here, but there is a mm-hmm. hilarious Instagram video where a reporter is asking the players in the locker room, who they would not want to date their sister. And everyone was like, without a doubt, Stephon Diggs. And then oh, they got to Diggs. Oh. And he's like, dang, I'm a great guy. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it was but isn't that how that works, though? I watched it three times. I was dying laughing. He definitely got thrown under the bus. I don't know when that was. It might be really old. So they definitely came together and were like, works, okay, though. everybody say digs. Everybody say digs. Right? No, That's no. what happened there. 
perhaps or it's like you're you're not the most upstanding of people when it comes to like dating a sister or whatever but you're absent-minded it's like no situational awareness and i feel like that character flaw if we want to use extreme language that character flaw is something where you don't think you have it but you absolutely do and you need it pointed out by uh, several other people for you to start to bring in the idea hey maybe i need to clean things up maybe i do need to to, to be right with my significant other i don't know but my uh my answer my would idea. be jake that's my answer nobody asked but that's my answer <laughs> of course he'll say that when he's not here to defend himself yeah oh, exactly. uh, no i i would i would rather say it when he is here you know that <laughs> yeah i mean Yes, he's younger. He's he's on the prowl, so that makes sense. On the prowl, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's making heat. out with people. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, Publicly, yeah. like in front yeah. of his parents, ripping his pants. Like you can't trust someone like that. <laughs> it's been a bit. It's been a busy fall for Jake. Yeah, Jake. There's a lot I'll going say. on. A lot yeah. going on there. So, I'll say know. good night. Anyway, uh, if there's a side I like, I'm actually going to go against the people I respect. First off, Joe, I agree with you that like if you're going to play the total, it's the over or it's nothing. Because a lot of these primetime unders are because the quarterbacks are terrible. And I would argue Josh Allen, first off, has been fantastic. Now, he needs to be sensational and perhaps even transcendent because of all of these Bills defensive injuries for Buffalo to make a real run to the Super Bowl here. That is a fair point. But in terms of is he playing well, absolutely he's playing well. Second in CPOE, fourth in EPA per dropback. Josh Allen is due for positive regression when it comes to the scoreboard, not so much his advanced numbers. He's just fine as far as that's concerned. And then with Russell Wilson, look, he's not a bad quarterback, folks. He might be mediocre. He might be average, but he's not terrible. He can complete passes against safety coverages, but he also has a high sack rate against them at greater than 8%. So I look at this and say, when those split safety coverages come out, don't be surprised if there is a strip sack or a fumble of some kind by Russell Wilson, or maybe an interception where he's trying to force the issue, and then Josh Allen gets a short field. That's why I think the Bills mm-hmm. cover this. That's why I think this game can very well go over. But then mm-hmm. when you're going to the prop market, this to me is really fascinating because there are a lot of really interesting ways to play this. Dalton Kincaid, uh, most bet on ticket props uh, per bet MGM to score an anytime touchdown is plus 210. Stefan Diggs to score the first touchdown is at six to one. Joe, there are a lot of really interesting places in the prop market that will keep me fixated on Monday night. I- I'm trying to take a step back and look at it, but I love Dalton Kincaid. I'm a big mm-hmm. fan. And-, and it is obvious that Josh Allen is looking for him. There's any sign of trouble. That's his outlet, dude. He's going to him again and again and again. Last three games, Dalton Kincaid, 23 grabs on 26 targets, 221 yards and a touchdown. So he's been averaging 74 over the last three games. His prop numbers, five and a half catches, 52 and a half yards. I still like going over. And let's let's look at tight ends against the Broncos. It's probably not fair because he's they've already seen Kelsey twice. So, but, you know, last time they actually did all right against them, against the uh, position between Kelsey and Gray, it was eight for 83. And Kelsey also had a a big game earlier in the season, 124 yards, nine catches, 
I nine targets. So if we look elsewhere, were there some other games where the tight end position had a good game against the Broncos? Yes, there were. The Jets tight ends had 81 yards. Tyler Conklin, 67 of them. The Bears had 111 yards. Cole Komet had 85. Robert Tunyon, who nobody has seen all year for the Bears, he had a couple of catches. Uh, let's see, Commanders, Commanders game, 89 yards in that one. John Bates, 46. Logan Thomas, 22. Cole Turner, 22. So uh, tight end position has been producing against this Broncos defense, and I'm sure we can make the case that any position has been producing against this Broncos defense. But, uh, yeah, I, I like Kincaid here, and he's almost – what two to one for a touchdown, fifteen to one for two touchdowns, but really looking at the receptions because Allen keeps on keeps on going to him. And and if you're the Broncos defense, I'm sure they're stressing Stefan Diggs more than Kincaid. Mm-hmm. So I already bet James Cook over on his rushing prop, but I also am thinking maybe Josh Allen will have a rushing touchdown in BetMGM has the best, best number at plus 130. He has scored a mm. touchdown in all, in all but three games this season. So I really like that. And you're getting plus 130 at BetMGM. I could definitely see him running one in. I mean, this Broncos run defense is the worst in the league. I, I don't get this the Broncos love today. I, I don't, don't get either. it. Can somebody explain this to me? They can run coming it down off of a bye that might help. Say again, Paul. Yeah. Coming off a of bye, the defense has been better. The Bills are struggling. The you can hand it to similar to the Chiefs game. You can hand the ball to Javante and have him run all over a pretty weak uh, run defense. Keeps the game close, uh, slower pace. You know anything can kind of happen. Like big spread for a game that could be kind of a methodical, uh, drawn out game. I am personally hoping the Bills kind of get it's a get right spot for them. Um, yeah, oh, okay. as I, I placed that twenty to one bet last week, kind of buy the dip a little bit for a Super which Bowl. twenty to one, and then it, a Super Bowl okay. Bills Bills Super Bowl, not Josh. I just think it's too crowded, maybe uh, for MVP. Although, okay, again, no one's really running away with it. The fact that CJ Stroud is now jumping in the conversation, it's like it's still just, wide open. I'm just saying, like, yeah, I please finish your point in a second. But, like, yeah, the Super Bowl, I'm with that. And I understand the idea that maybe Super Bowl, you have a better chance because you were pretty sure that they're going to be in the playoffs. But nobody has a stranglehold on MVP. Nobody. It's wide open. He's far and away the highest total EPA. And here we go, a an island spot where he can just go off against a terrible defense. Had, the Broncos defense has been better, though. Like, those first three weeks, first month okay. really kind of skews it a little bit. Um, sure. I know that mm-hmm. Ed's favorite corner in the league, they finally uh, took him out of the mix. Was it um, Mathis, I Op- believe? The, is the guy opposite Sertan. Yeah, 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 they benched him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and then if you look at the schedule, and, like, again, this doesn't necessarily impact tonight's game. But, man, if they don't – if the Bills don't win tonight, like – Oh, it's Ooh, over. Baby. Like Jets. It's over. Yeah, it's over. Season over. Jets at Season's home. Done. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could split, I guess, and still have a chance, but then you go to Philly, to Kansas City, host the Cowboys at the Chargers, Dolphins looming in week 18, which honestly, I don't think it's going to matter either way. I think either the Bills will be out or the Dolphins will be locked into number one in the East and the Bills could be locked into their playoff spot. Mm hmm. 
I think it matters a great deal in terms of who the Broncos have played in order for us to determine if this defense really has improved. Uh, you go back to week eight prior to the bye, and it was that weird Chiefs game where everybody had the flu. So I don't know if I want to you know, <laughs> assume that the Broncos are way better just because of context. Prior to that, it was the Packers with Jordan Love. He's not playing well. Prior to that, it was that really low-scoring Chiefs game. And then before that, it was the Jets. So I think schedule matters a great deal when we're talking about what this Broncos secondary can and cannot do. Now they're getting a much tougher challenge in Josh Allen, who is probably due for positive regression when it comes to just scoring points. The advanced metrics have been very, very kind to him. And that to me suggests, okay, only scoring 18 against that Bengals defense that's not going to happen anymore. Like now we're going to see the Bills offense really come to life. And I think that can happen just as soon as today. And so it's one of the reasons why I'm backing uh, the Bills to cover the larger number. I think that's fine. But Paul, while yeah. you're here, you know, Javante Williams for the Broncos, like do we want to continue the bit here in terms of his rushing prop? Yeah, I, I mean, the number's 54 and a half, 55 and a half. Like, mm -hmm. again, I think he's going to, break off some chunk plays. I think I'm, I'm perfectly comfortable yeah. playing uh, the over there and the bills have one of the worst run defenses in the league. Like, again, we saw this against the mm -hmm. chiefs, which is kind of weird. Like two of the elite teams in the AFC were considering both very susceptible to the run. Um, I think you can definitely mess around with some alt lines too. Like if you want to do like an 80 plus, of course, game script could throw this sideways. The bills come out, they turn into a track meet, you know, then you're in trouble, especially yeah. with the alt lines. But even that first chiefs game, Javante got to, I think it was in the 40s. He got there pretty easily in the first half. So I think mid-50s, I'm pretty comfortable with that. Uh, I don't even know the number, but I'm just thinking J Javante rush attempts. He had 27 before the bye against, that, against the wow. Chiefs. So you would think he's going to get a ton of looks, try to limit the possessions for Josh Allen. You would think. Yeah. Yeah, Javante. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Is this like a Sean Payton off the buy situation and people just going off recency bias? Because I still am like scratching my head on the Broncos stuff. Like I just can't get on board. And maybe I'm totally wrong. Dude, Russ has been playing well. I mean, and I'm I'm a no Russ hater. Uh but I mean, His you know, the between the injuries on the Bills still... defense yeah really bad paul what for you know and the other thing too is i mean if you look at all of those games it's bad it's still not good the bills defense invites the run like just don't you know we're we're not going to give up explosive plays we're going to invite the run which is why i think the javante williams look is fantastic here but you can't expect the Broncos to be able to keep up in a game where they're inviting the run and they're going to take what the defense is giving them. I think Russ can play well, but how well to beat the Bills? Like, he's going to have to be lights out. And even as I'm calling him average, you know, that goes both ways. It cuts both ways. Like, I'm saying, no, he doesn't have the ceiling to be able to beat them, but he doesn't have the floor to where – you know, he's going to struggle in a game like this. And so seven is a little sharp, but I would still take. Yeah. Yeah, I would too. Uh, it's, it's tough with the receivers, like the Kansas city game. I'm not going to kill Russ for 114 yards because remember those were all short fields. So there's only yes. so many chances for him.
exactly. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we got to talk about college football because this was a nutty weekend. That's right here on the BetQL Network.